the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday mornings at 9 on Wellness Radio, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Twin Cities Wellness Radio. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. The DACA program will remain in place, at least for now. That's the result of the Supreme Court's refusal this morning to reconsider a federal judge's ruling that orders the Trump administration to keep DACA in place. The DACA program shields from deportation people who were brought to this country illegally as children. Also at SRNNews.com, the death toll is five in the aftermath of powerful storms that blasted the Midwest, unleashing flooding and spinning off a number of tornadoes as well. On Wall Street this morning, stocks are sharply higher. The Dow Jones Industrial Average right now is up about 220 points, trading at 25,531. The NASDAQ better by 46, and the S&P 500 index up 16 points. This is SRN News. Minneapolis is the number one healthiest and most active city as ranked by Forbes. Where does the Twin Cities turn to for wellness tips and trends? Right here on Twin Cities Wellness Radio. With a plethora of different on-air hosts and experts that focus on all areas of health and wellness for all your active lifestyle needs. The Twin Cities moves and so do we. Tune in in your car, download the mobile app, or stream us live from your computer by visiting us online at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. Here's that forecast here on it. Wellness 1570. I'm Lee Michaels. We'll see the sun today, the high in the mid-30s, partly cloudy 19 tonight. For tomorrow, actually looking ahead to Wednesday, too, mostly cloudy skies, highs in the uh, mid to upper 30s, so we'll melt off some of that snow we had over the weekend. Uh, Although there is a slight chance of some rain or snow popping up later in the week, but those temperatures are going to be relatively mild. Do you want to change your life? Change your destiny? Get the most out of life? Tune in Saturdays at 3 p.m. on Wellness Radio 1570 for the Big Money Club with Chris and Wayne. They'll be in the clubhouse filling you in on all the secrets and tips they've learned about making money, saving money, and making dreams come true. And they'll have a little fun along the way. Become a club member and join Chris and Wayne at 3 p.m. every Saturday on Wellness Radio 1570. All City Agency. We don't sell insurance, we help you buy it. Expert advisors for your auto, home, and business insurance. All City Agency is a Dave Ramsey-endorsed local provider. Discover big discounts. All City Agency is an independent insurance agency and has access to 100-plus insurance carriers. Quality-driven, value-priced, superior service. All City Agency, endorsed by Dave Ramsey, trusted by you. We don't sell insurance, we help you buy it. Call 651-484-1213 or find us at allcityagency.com. I was skeptical when I heard that your family bank could help me pay off my mortgage and get out of debt in under 10 years with my current income. Hi, my name is John. I'm a financial executive here in town. As such, I understand numbers. Using your family bank, my family will go from a $292,000 mortgage with 22 years remaining and $40,000 of additional debt to being totally out of debt, including the mortgage, in 9.8 years. 
will save $103,000. If you don't have a program which will get your family totally out of debt, including your mortgage, in less than 10 years just by redirecting your current cash flow, you need to talk with Daniel of Your Family Bank, who's right here in the Twin Cities. Thanks, John. This is Daniel Altwig of Your Family Bank. My friend, there's no risk nor obligation to find out for yourself. Go to daniel.yourfamilybank.org, click on the Request tab in the upper right-hand corner, and leave your contact information. daniel.yourfamilybank.org. That's daniel.yourfamilybank.org. Webster's Dictionary defines a meeting as a gathering of people for a particular purpose, such as to talk about business. No matter how big or small your meeting is, WNAV Audiovisual can help. Because at WNAV Audiovisual, your meeting is our business. Hi, I'm Mark Stoman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. Today, over 26 million meetings will take place in the United States. In today's fast-paced world, meetings are essential to keep people connected. In today's fast-paced world, you have to get business done now. Whether your meeting is in a conference room, auditorium, ballroom, or sanctuary, WNAV can provide you with audiovisual equipment and expertise quickly, smoothly, and efficiently. And we've been serving Minnesota since 1983. Learn more about what WNAV's technicians can do for you online at wnav-video.com. That's wnav-video.com. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. The following program was pre recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I'm your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. Today, we're going to be talking about the three languages of people, visual, auditory, and kinesthetic. Yeah, I know there's many different languages out there. If you've traveled the world like I have, you might run into people who speak many different languages, many different tongues. You know, I've been blessed to travel around this world, and one thing I learned a long time ago is that a smile is hello in any language. And being one who has traveled and one that only speaks uh, effectively the language of English, uh, I have had to learn to communicate with people without truly knowing their tongue. But yet today, I want to talk about a deeper level language, that there are basically three languages of all people. We speak in three modalities. There's the visual modality, the auditory modality, and the kinesthetic modality. They are also the three learning styles. They are the way that we store all information, that we process information, that we take in this experience that we call life. And the reason for the show is uh, last week I did a show called The Language of Love, Desire. And we started with uh, the, the five love languages from Dr. Gary Chapman. You know, he talked about there are five different languages in a relationship that people have. You know, words of affirmation, uh, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. Great book. Highly recommend it. does take some study and some understanding. Uh, for me, uh, mine is acts of service. Uh, for my wife, uh, it is words of affirmation. Uh, and also receiving gifts. So <laughs> it's both of those. And we all talk in all, all five languages, I'm sure. 
But today, I, I want to really focus in, because I didn't have that much time to really break it down and go into a lot of depth on the three languages of people. So today, I thought I'd do a kind of addendum show, a follow-up show, uh, and really spend some time going into the three different languages that all people speak in. And we always have a primary language, a secondary language, and then what we would call a tertiary language. But first, you know, uh, I want to pay tribute to uh, Billy Graham. You know, we lost Billy Graham uh, last week, and, you know, uh, heaven's cheering. Billy Graham won. He's uh, in the presence of God. Uh, Don't feel sorry for uh, Billy Graham. Uh, We miss him and all that, but it's a celebration, definitely a celebration because his 100 years on this planet uh, really did bring glory to God. And uh, I got this letter from Alan Wright from Sharing the Light Ministries, and it was uh, dated February 21st. And this is his recollection of Billy Graham. He said, it's not the familiar cadence of his preaching or the earth-shaking scope of Billy Graham's ministry that I'll remember most. It's not the fact that he preached to over 200 million people, counseled presidents, or wrote 30 books that will forever awe me. What I will remember most about this North Carolina neighbor is his humility. My wife's uncle, Stanley Bennett, was the Graham's pastor for years at the Montreat Presbyterian Church. Sometimes when Uncle Stanley was away, the famous evangelist would preach for him. My wife and I have been entrusted with a cute note that Billy Graham wrote to Stanley after filling in for our uncle one Sunday. And this is a quote. It says, Dear Stanley, I enjoyed preaching for you this Sunday. I guess you looked around for a Presbyterian pastor and couldn't find one, so you scraped the bottom of the barrel and found a Baptist. I don't think I did a very good job, though. After the service, one of my children said, I like Uncle Stanley better. Signed, Billy Graham. I grieve with millions today as I thank God for Billy Graham's life and legacy. I thank God for his boldness, perseverance, love, graciousness, and untiring work. But I thank God most for giving us a picture of what humility looks like in a man of God. Thank you, Lord, for our sweet Billy Graham. Signed, Alan Wright, Sharing the Light Ministries. And the reason I bring that letter up is that word humility. You know, I love God, and he is my first love, and I pray that, like Billy Graham, I bring far more people closer to the God that I scare away. But, you know, humility is such a great trait. Even the Bible talks about that. He who will uh, elevate himself as first will be last, and he who is last will be first. You know, Jesus, at the end of his life, when he was getting ready to be crucified, uh, basically put on his servant's uh, 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 garb got down on his knees and washed the feet, which is one of the lowliest forms of service you can do. That's what slaves did. When someone came into your home, you would have your slaves would wash the feet of those people to get to remove their their dust and dirt so it didn't track it in their home. And so Jesus took on the, 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 the servitude, if you will, of a slave, the humility, the humbleness, even he said that he did not come to, to serve, I mean to be served, but to serve. And he was an example of us. And the reason I bring this up is today we're going to talk about communication. And that's what the whole purpose of my show last week leading up to this one was the language of love. And I said desire. And if you just read the title, you might think, oh, it's talking about sensual love or it's talking about uh, interpersonal relationships and intimacy. Uh, Yeah, to a degree. What I meant by desire is the desire to connect with someone, a wanting to put yourself second, a wanting to step outside of your own belief systems, your own map of reality, and working to connect with someone, whether they agree with you or not, whether you might hang out with them or not. Why? Because they matter. See, when you elevate someone to the level of mattering, what you do is you say, you know what, uh, I'm not more important than you. 
Uh, I'm not better than you. And when you put yourself second and are willing to truly understand another person, I think it's a level of humility. At least I would consider a level of humility. And so today, I want to talk about two terms. And the first term is communication. Communication is an interactive process. The more you understand how the other person is thinking and feeling, the better you can communicate to get what you both want from the interaction. So whenever I talk about communication, it is this interactive process. It is the, 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 the willingness, if you will, to understand how the other person is thinking and feeling. Why? Because the better you can communicate when you understand this to get what you both want from the interaction. And the second word is a, level, is a word called rapport. And rapport is a state of harmonious understanding uh, with another individual or group of individuals that enables greater and easier communication. Rapport is getting on, uh, on well with another person or a group of people. It's uh, identifying things in common, and that makes the communication process easier and more effective. And rapport sometimes happens naturally. But the key with understanding how it happens is when it does not happen naturally, then we're able to basically get in the driver's seat and make it happen. And I want you to know that whenever we're talking about communication, we're always talking about two types. We're talking about interpersonal communication and intrapersonal communication. Interpersonal communication uh, is the communication that we have with one another. Intrapersonal uh, communication is our self-talk, our inner dialogue, the way we communicate with ourselves. And let's be honest, most people, when they think of communication, all they think about is interpersonal, the way that we can connect with another people, a person, the way that we can uh, get our point across, if you will, being an effective communicator, uh, communicating to get what you want, uh, outcome-based communication. Do you notice all that is wrapped in yourself? Interpersonal uh, is the way we connect with another person. But really, if you understand how communication works, it is the intrapersonal communication that dictates the interpersonal. In other words, it is the way that we communicate with ourselves. It is that intra-communication that frames, that dictates how we communicate to everybody else. I mean, if you play the victim and in your head, you automatically say that this person's attacking me, this person's being mean to me, this person's disrespecting me. I don't care what they're saying or how they're saying it. If that is your intrapersonal communication, how much information is coming in from them? And let's be honest, how hard is it to listen to more than one person at a time? And there's always at least one person talking to us, and who is that? That's us, right? Thinking is nothing more than self-talk. It's communicating with ourselves. And so today, we're going to focus on the interpersonal communication. But we got to first start with desire. We got to want to communicate. We got to want to connect with that other person. We got to truly understand the definition of communication as we are using it. And again, communication is an interactive process. The more you understand how the other person is thinking and feeling, the better you can communicate to get what you both want from the interaction. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about the three languages of people, visual, auditory, kinesthetic. I'm going to go through how to identify all three of these, not just in words, but in pictures. What do people look like when they're talking this language? How do people act? So you want to come back in three minutes for Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters. 
Hi, this is Mr. Black. In order to grow, hi, this is Mr. Black. In order to grow into mature adults, we need food. If we are to grow in our relationship with God, we need the bread of life, Jesus Christ. Every day on wayofwear.blog, I share God's word and unpack its meaning so you can apply it in your daily walk and grow with God. If your desire is to grow into the likeness of Christ and be all he created you to be, go to wayofwarrior.blog and click the follow button to receive this daily sustenance. Wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Still need more of Mr. Black? Understand how your brain is wired with brain mapping. This innate intelligent profile will identify your personality and learning styles to help you maximize your potential. Transformational Leadership Awakening has changed the life of hundreds of participants and can change yours too. Mr. Black also does one-on-one life caddy work. If you want him to walk with you and help you be your dreams, then having Mr. Black as a life coach is the answer. Training is available on an individual basis and company-wide, all at likeitmatters.net. Your child's education is one of the most important decisions you can make as a parent. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 6 says, Start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. A quality Christian education can make all the difference in your child's life. A Christian school typically provides smaller class sizes for your student to flourish. Smaller class sizes can allow for more one-on-one time, allowing for individual attention with each student to focus on their academic needs, helping your child succeed. Wellness Radio 1570 believes in the power of Christian education so much that we have partnered with private Christian schools in the Twin Cities to offer half off your child's first year at a brand new school. That's right, half off. Visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com to check out a full list of our partnering schools. See frequently asked questions about the program and learn more. We have a limited number of vouchers available, so the time is now to start planning for the upcoming year. Visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. I've been to training put on Tony Buddy Robbins and Zig Ziglar, but I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Graduates leave Leadership Awakening refocused with the biggest feeling of self-confidence and a renewed passion and enthusiasm for their business and their personal lives. Call now and commit to giving and getting more from life. 817-502-1554 or email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And I want to welcome our brand newest listeners in Richmond, Virginia on AM 1290 and FM 103.3. Welcome to the Like It Matters Familia. You know, ladies and gentlemen, this is where like-minded people come together. What do you mean by like-minded people? I mean people who want to be the change that they want to see in the world. 
people uh, that want to be better today than they were yesterday. Better spouses, better parents, better leaders, better salespeople, better bosses, better co-workers. A little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. In the corporate world, we call it lean manufacturing. We call it Six Sigma. We call it Lean Sigma. We call it all kinds of things. It's all based on Dr. W. Edwards Deming, his concept of constant and never-ending improvement. The concept that American took to Japan uh, after the end of World War II with two of their major cities nuclearly devastated. Uh, and they used this concept uh, to take a nuclear devastated country, a small country at, at best, uh, and turn it into one of the leading economic powers in the world uh, in 30 years. And that's what we do here on the radio every day, Monday through Friday, uh, on iHeartRadio. You can query Wellness Radio 1570. We work on the one person we can truly change, as that is ourselves. And that's why I call myself a life caddy, because I want to help you. I don't like being a life coach, because everybody's a life coach. It's kind of like being a pastor. You can get online, pay five bucks, and marry people. Uh, anybody can be a life coach. Uh, you know, those that do, do. Those that don't, teach. Ouch. A good friend of mine said, if you can't say amen, say ouch. And that's an ouch. So today, we are talking about the th- three languages of people. I don't care what your native tongue is. Uh, what I want you to know is all people, no matter what their skin color, no matter what their native tongue, no matter what their ethnicity, uh, no matter what their creed, no matter what their religion, we all communicate in three languages. We call them modalities. There's the visual, there's the auditory, and there's the kinesthetic. And today we are working on the process of communication. And remember the way we define this word. Communication is an interactive process. The more you understand how the other person is thinking and feeling, the better you can communicate to get what you both want. Did you hear that? You mean a win-win, Mr. Black? That's what I mean, a win-win. The better you can communicate to get what you both want from the interaction. And one of my favorite quotes, I got it from Dr. Robert Rome years ago. If I can understand you a little bit better, and you can understand me a little bit better, doesn't it make sense we're in a position to have a better relationship? And when you can understand that these three wirings, this is how we're made. We don't choose this. It doesn't change if we move countries or if we move cities. It doesn't change if we change our faith and start following the God of the Bible. None of that changes. This is how we're wired. You know, your fingerprints never change. They are unique to you. However, every other line on your hands and your feet changes over your lifetime based on your choices. So if you could go back in time and you could live your life all over again and this time make different choices, the lines on your hands and your feet would be different by the end of your life than they are right now. But your fingerprints, you need to get this, never change. The day you're born, day number one, if you live to be 120 years old, your fingerprints will be the same. Matter of fact, if you were to cut off a finger and it was to grow back, which I don't believe it's possible, it would grow back with the same exact fingerprint because we believe it's, it's corresponding to that neural pathway in that corresponding lobe. And so we're going to deal with communication today. And remember, there's two types, intrapersonal, the way we talk to ourselves, and interpersonal. And our intrapersonal is always involved because it's the filter through which we communicate with everybody else. But we're going to focus today on the interpersonal, the way we connect with another person. And so we talked about this term called communication, and now we're going to focus on this term called rapport. 
Rapport is a state of harmonious understanding. It allows uh, for communication. It's almost a level of trust. It's an unconscious level of trust. And without rapport, no true communication can take place. A lot of miscommunication takes place because the lack of rapport. And, you know, I want to approach one thing, and this is one of my favorites of the 13 presuppositions of NLP. Uh, The fourth one is called requisite variety. And what it means is the element in a system with the most flexibility will usually be the controlling element. And leaders, as I coach my leaders out there, as I uh, am a life caddy of those leaders, that's one thing I want you to know. I want to give you control. You know, Dr. Viktor Frankl, who spent years in Auschwitz, who, who came up with the concept of logotherapy, where understanding that we are meaning makers, that we are in search for meaning. He said between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your power and your freedom. And Dr. Eric Byrne actually went and created something called transactional analysis back in the 60s, which was his way to take the complex field of psychology and put it in layman's term. And he said there's a stimulus and a response. The stimulus does not dictate the response. He says what dictates the response is we go into our three channels. Remember this? The three modalities, the three languages. We see something in our mind's eye, maybe from the past, maybe hallucinating about something in the future. We hear something, in other words, we're thinking, or maybe we recall what someone said to us or did to us, or we feel something. Again, we feel something in our body tactilely, or we have feelings about something that reminds us of what we're going through. And then based on what we do in those three languages, what we do in those modalities, then we respond. And so that's why Dr. Frankel was talking about between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your power, it's your freedom. The mind is six times faster than we can talk. So all this happens so fast, you don't even know what's happening. But when you can learn how to slow down the game, just like in the NFL, when you got a rookie quarterback, one of the first things the coach, the quarterback coach wants to teach that rookie is how to slow down the game. Because the game in the NFL level is much faster than the game at college, the game at high school, or any other game. And so we want to have requisite variety. We want to remember that the element in a system with the most flexibility will usually be the controlling element. And for any of us that are control freaks like I am, I always joke with people that sometimes the best way to be in control is to let other people think that they're in control. (laughs) And that kind of falls into that category of requisite variety. The element in a system with the most flexibility will usually be the controlling element. And so what we want to do is we want to learn how to want to identify these three languages and people. And then what we're going to do is we're going to end this show, the last segment, where I'm going to actually give you some homework, and we're going to put into practice what I'm teaching you. But let's go back to this word called rapport, because rapport is important in both our professional and personal lives. Employees are more likely to employ somebody who they believe will get on well with their current staff. And by the way, it's one of the top leadership characteristics, the ability to effectively communicate. Uh, And if you're going to effectively communicate, whether it's unconscious or conscious, you need to learn how to build rapport. Personal relationships are much easier to make and develop when there's a closer connection and understanding between the peoples involved. There's greater rapport. So the first task in successful interpersonal relationships is to attempt to build rapport. Now, building rapport is all about matching ourselves with another person. Why? Because people like people like themselves. you got to get this. Man, that's a saying you should learn. People like people like themselves. And let's be honest, for many people, starting a conversation with a stranger is a stressful event. 
We can be lost for words, can be awkward with our body language or mannerisms, and creating rapport at the beginning of a conversation with somebody new will often make the outcome of the conversation more positive. And what's the old saying? You have so many seconds to make a first impression, right? Once someone has an idea, a thought, a prejudice against you, it is hard to change it. And so that's why you want to create this report at the beginning of the conversation because it sets the foundation, it sets the groundwork for a better connection and better judgments. However stressful and nervous you may feel, the first thing you need to do is to work to relax, remain calm by decreasing the tension in the situation. Communication becomes easier and rapport grows. And so I got this from skillsyouneed.com. It says to break the ice. When meeting someone for the first time, some simple tips will help you reduce the tension in the situation, enabling both parties to feel more relaxed and thus communicate more effectively. It says use non-threatening and safe topics for initial small talk. You want to get people talking so that you can establish shared experiences. The weather, how you traveled, where you are. You know, I always tell people when you go into a meeting at someone's office, a, a sales call, get there 15 minutes early to look at what's on their walls. Why? Because people put on their walls what's important to them. And what that does is allows you at the beginning of the conversation when you first connect with that person to have some shared experiences because people put on their walls what's important to them. And so you want to be able to talk, uh, not talk too much about yourself, avoid asking direct questions about the other person, but you can say, hey, I noticed you're into football. I noticed you're into baseball. I noticed you're a big fixture. Hey, I saw that, that signature of you with uh, Tony uh, whatever. And then you find something similar so you can connect with that person. And then the second thing, listen to what the other person is saying and look for shared experiences. Boy, if you just stop talking, you can listen a lot better. What you're listening for is what are they talking about? What are, are there similar words they use over and over and over? Really allows you to understand them. And when people are listened to, they feel respected. And when they're understood, they feel like they matter. And boy, talk about a great beginning for a relationship. Uh, number three says, you know, work to inject a little bit of humor. You know, laughing together creates harmony. Make a joke about yourself or the situation. Uh, avoid making jokes about other people. Uh, thirdly, or fourthly, I should say, uh, be conscious of your body language and other nonverbal signs you are sending. Remember, only 7% of words are communication. You know, 93% is everything else. So work to maintain good eye contact, not all the time. You don't want to stare someone down, but approximately 60% of the time, relax, lean slightly towards them to indicate a listening posture, really maybe even restate back to them some things they were saying, mirror their body language. Don't mimic them, but mirror it if appropriate. And lastly, show some empathy. Demonstrate that you can see the other person's point of view. Remember, rapport is all about finding similarities. It's technically about getting outside of your map of reality and stepping into their map of reality. You don't have to agree with it. You just have to understand. Why? Because if I can understand you a little bit better and you can understand me a little bit better, doesn't it make sense we're in a position to have a better relationship? And let's be honest, in this bitter world we live in where people are so busy hating each other, if we had a little understanding, we'd have a lot more love. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about the three languages of all people, no matter what their native tongue, visual, auditory, kinesthetic. After the break, we're going to go into depth. Did you know approximately 980 Minnesotans will be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer this year? Only 88 will live to see the year 2022. These are not simply statistics. Every one of those diagnosed represents someone's mother, father, sister, brother, colleague, or friend. Pancreatic cancer is the world's toughest cancer, 
with a five-year survival rate of just 9% in the U.S. The Pancreatic Cancer Action Network is determined to improve patient outcomes today and double survival by 2020. But we need your help. We are the only organization with a nationwide grassroots army, inspiring over 1 million people to take action and accelerate progress in the fight to end pancreatic cancer. We must do more and demand urgent action to save lives. Find out how you can join the fight by visiting pancan.org. That's P-A-N-C-A-N.org. Pancan.org. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers and eight and a half year old son and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BFS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Go to likeitmatters.net to find out more about Leadership Awakening Workshops. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, get Like Matters inspiration, education, and application. I'm your brusted uh, radio host, your radio life caddy. And today we are talking about the three languages of all people, visual, auditory, kinesthetic. And the desire to connect with someone, it tells them they matter. The desire to connect with someone tells them they're important. And for those that just stumbled onto the show, my name is Mr. Black. I've been doing intensive, life-altering, transformational leadership training for 25 years. You can go to likeitmatters.net, likeitmatters.net to read all about it. My disciplines are transactional analysis with Dr. Eric Byrne, uh, neuro-linguistic programming with Drs. Milton Erickson and Virginia Satir, multiple intelligence with Dr. Howard Gardner at Harvard, uh, logotherapy, Dr. Victor Frankel, uh, emotional intelligence, people like Dan Goldman, constant and never-ending improvement, Dr. W. Edwards Deming, and I am a man of God. So with the foundation and wrapped around fully is in the Word of God, the Bible itself. And so if you're missing this radio show, you can go to our, our, our website, likeitmattersradio.com. You can listen to a few archive messages. i got about four months of them on there. 
so you can see that there's nothing else out there on the radio like it out there, period. Uh, and, man, I'd just love for you to be a part of this regular show daily. Uh, it's a way to grow. You know, we have one organ in our body that never has to deteriorate. And, no, man, it's not that one. It is our brain. And so Dr. Tony Alessandra came up with something called the Platinum Rule. We all know the Golden Rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And it's a great beginning. But the problem is that person's not you. They process differently. They have different fingerprints. They have a different uh, um, vein flow in their, the back of their retina. Uh, they have a different brain map. They, and they have a different language. They process a little bit different. They have a different brain map. So the platinum rule is to treat others the way they want to be treated. Or how about this, to treat others the way they're made. What a concept. And so what we're going to do is focus on the three languages of every single human being. They are what's called modalities. It's how we process this experience called life. They are learning styles, the auditory, the visual, the kinesthetic. Uh, most people who fall in the category kinesthetic, or a lot of them, I should say, today are branded as ADD, ADHD. Because kinesthetics are fidgety. They move around a lot. They naturally tend to lack focus. They're very touchy. They slouch. Uh, they, their eyes are jolting all over the place. And so people say, oh, my gosh, they're learning disabled. They need some drugs and, and push them off the side. No. I'm going to tell you right now. And I've been working in the field of education and learning styles for 20-plus years. And I'm going to tell you right now, without a doubt, there are far more teaching disabilities than there are learning disabilities. Because we're teaching uh, our style when we should be teaching to the way the other person learns. That is the whole concept of the platinum right rule. Not the golden rule. The platinum rule. Treat others the way they were made. Treat others the way they want to be treated or need to be treated. And so by discovering how another person receives or perceives the information through life, you can learn to communicate more effectively to achieve the results you want. And so there are three ways, visual, auditory, kinesthetic. The visual people think primarily in visual way, and they use language that contains visual words and phrases. You know, I get the picture, let put this in the perspective. They want to talk to you eye to eye. They, can't, they need to get a glimpse of what you're talking about. They're lacking some vision. Uh, it appears to them. It looks like this. They can plainly see what's going on. Do you hear the visual? The predicates are very visual. Now, there's also a secondary way we all take in information. It's called auditory. In the same way, auditory predicates such as I hear what you say or it sounds good to me. Do you hear the, the auditory sense, the sounding? Indicates auditory thinking. And if you listen to them, they talk in sounds. You know, well, that doesn't ring a bell. You know, hey, I need to voice my opinion. Uh, we need to get together and talk word for word. Hey, I can hear you loud and clear. I'm going to call on you next week. You know, hey, listen to me. Uh, I can't understand what you're explaining to me. Hey, this sounds a little fishy. Do you hear the auditory? You can hear the sounds. And then the third type is kinesthetic. People who have a primarily kinesthetic thinking style will tend to use words related to feeling or touch. Much more physical, much more emotional predicates, if you will. You know, like we're getting to grips with a problem or things are going smoothly. Or they talk very emotional, you know. I just can't grasp the situation. Uh, I, I can't get a handle on this. You know, and really feel irritated. I'm, I'm getting in a little bit of a panic. You know, I feel like something's not working here. It, it slipped my mind. I'll be in touch. Let's toss this idea around. You know, this is just too much of a how to hassle. You know, this is really becoming a pain in the neck. You know, hang in there. How you doing? I'm hanging in there. 
You know, man, I don't know what happened, but we got in a real heated argument. If you listen, they're much more physical words, and they're much more emotional words, if you will. And so you got to realize, remember Dr. Albert Marabian, or Marubian, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name, but he said when you're dealing with agreement-gaining skills, agreement-gaining presentation, where you want to gain agreement. And by the way, what do you think selling is? Selling is nothing more than gaining agreement for someone to buy your products, your service, your hand in marriage, your belief in God, I mean, whatever it is you're selling. And so when working in this agreement-gaining mode or wanting to convince someone to sway somebody, he says that basically you can break down communication into three pieces. One piece is 7%, one piece is 38%, and one piece is 55 The 7% is words, the actual technical words that you use. He says only 7% of it is words. Now, I'm not saying words don't matter. Don't, don't hear that. I'm saying as much as they matter when you're in an agreement-gaining relationship, it's only 7%. 38% is how you deliver those words, the tonality, the timber, uh, the intensity, the emotion, all those things, uh, the, the sound of the words that you're saying. That's 38%. And then 55% <clears throat> is everything else. All those things you can notice. You can notice uh, eye contact or lack of. You can notice gestures. You can notice physiology. Uh, you can notice emotion. All that stuff comes down to 55%. And so you got to know it's, it's body language, it's voice, and it's words. And when you understand that, then you can match a model, pace and lead. Matching is duplicating the behavior of someone else. Do not need to be specific. Don't mimic someone. That will ruin rapport. Only similar. Mirroring is matching the rhythm of a person's movement with a similar, not necessarily identical type of movement. If someone's tapping their feet, you don't have to tap your feet. Maybe you tap your finger or you move it left to right. You know, if someone is sitting pretty firm upright, you should be sitting pretty firm upright. And then the third term is pace and lead. Using matching and mirroring, rapport can be established. And once rapport is established, the person will begin following your movements. That's how you know if you've unconsciously connected to somebody. When you shift something you're doing, a few seconds later, when they shift as well, unconsciously, they don't know they're doing it, you've established rapport. What that means is you have now set the stage, you've set the foundation to have effective communication with that person. you got to get that. It's incredible. But, you know, it's not just words. You can identify these styles as well. So let me give you some differences. So for a posture, the way someone sits, a visual person is straight and erect, their head and shoulders up, right? Because they process through their eyes how things look. So they're going to be very aware of how they look. Auditory people have that telephone posture a lot. Their head or their body's tilted to the side, you know, stamped sometimes with arms crossed. A lot of times they can touch their face too. <clears throat> you know, it's like a thinking posture, like Rodin's the thinker. Now the kinesthetic has a bowed head, curved shoulders down, tilts body forward when talking. Why? Because if you know anything about eye movement patterns, uh, we store our emotions down to our right. Now, breathing. Again, if you just look at someone's breathing, you can tell uh, if they're visual, auditory, kinesthetic primarily. Remember, we process in all three languages. But we do have a primary, and we have a secondary, and then we have a tertiary, which is a weaker one. Now, some people are pretty balanced across all three. We call that a VAC, V-A-K, because they're pretty balanced. So in the breathing, for visuals, high in the chest. You're not going to notice a lot of chest movement. Uh, auditory, you're going to see full range, and they move their voice a lot. That's why they need the full range. Kinesthetics are more the very wide, you know, the, the deep in the abdomen, really deep, you know, breath. Now, for the voice, for the tone, for the speed, again, you're going to pick up differences. This is why you got to get outside yourself. 
You know, we talk about this a lot. There's three perceptual positions. There's first position, which is self. There's second position, which is other. And there's third position, which is overview. And all three of these positions give us data. And the more that we can move in and out of those three positions, the more data we can get. First positions are ego if we get stuck there. We know what we think. We know how we feel. It's easy. It's by default. Second position is the ability to get outside your own experience and step into somebody else's experience to become them. It's called empathy. And then third position is from an overview. It's what a lot of us do after an event. We replay it back like we're watching a videotape. And if we're able to move in each of those three positions and move back and forth, we're able to get more data. And so for the visual, they talk high, clear, fast, and loud. So they're going to talk a lot more higher pitch. Uh, Auditory, more rhythmic, melodic, variable, because they process by how things sound, so they want it to sound good. And the kinesthetic is going to be low, airy, slow, soft, kind of reflective in their thoughts and their feelings. Now, rules for looking while listening. So for a visual person, looking and listening uh, are connected. They must look at while talking to you. Matter of fact, sometimes the visual can't see you. I don't care how loud you are, they can't hear you. I know it sounds weird. I'm just being honest with you. For an auditory, they don't need to look to listen. It's harder to actually for them to process if looking at. Matter of fact, they prefer to stand right next to you so you're talking right in their ear. And for the kinesthetic, they don't look to listen, would rather touch than look. They want to be closer uh, to be able to respond or get a feeling for what you're saying. Under stress, uh, visual become blamers. Uh, they, uh, the auditory is more like a computer processing everything. And the kinesthetic can just kind of give and become a placator. Eye movement patterns for the visual, up. They're always up because that's where you store pictures. Up to the left, up to the right. They're seeing things in their mind's eye. Auditory people go level left and right because that's where your ears are. We store um, um, things from our memory in the left side. We create new ones on the right side. And then for kinesthetic, our eyes move down left and the right. Because when your eyes go down, it's a position called auditory digital, self-talk. And when the eyes go right, it's called emotion. And that is how we truly uh, get in touch with our emotions. Put your eyes down the right. And what are we usually talking about? We're usually talking about something that happened to us, so we're involved in our feelings. And so after the break, we're going to go into more depth. And not only am I going to go into more depth about how you can identify this, I'm also going to teach you techniques to build rapport. And also, I'm going to give you some homework. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. Be back in three minutes. Yes, I did it. Thank you, Mr. Black. Are those your grades for this semester? They sure are. All A's and one B. But what about your learning disability and your struggles in school? Not since I got my brain map done at Like It Matters. I now know how I best learn and the unique way that God made me. No more learning disability. You are unique. Nobody has your fingerprints and nobody is wired exactly like you. We now have the ability to show you God's fingerprints for your life through yours. The unique print on each of your fingers is a duplicate of the neural pathway in that corresponding lobe of your brain. With our exclusive brain map, we can capture your fingerprints and give you a 35-page map of your brain, your gifts, talents, and innate resources. This information is the key to unlocking your God-given potential and truly living your life like it matters. If you're ready to maximize the potential you were created with, email Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com or call 817-502-1554. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. 
Hi, everybody. Randy from RB's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even a computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884, or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boots. I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar, but I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Graduates leave Leadership Awakening refocused with the biggest feeling of self-confidence and a renewed passion and enthusiasm for their business and their personal lives. Call now and commit to giving and getting more from life. 817-502-1554 or email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. And if you miss any of today's radio show, which is called The Three Languages of People, visual, auditory, kinesthetic, all you got to do is go to likeitmattersradio.com and you can listen to archive messages. Also, if you go to iHeartRadio, on iHeartRadio, if you query Wellness Radio 1570 every single day, twice a day, you will hear us. Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, and then replayed from 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. So you never have to miss us. And by the way, if you do Facebook, please like us on Facebook. Just go to LIM Radio, uh, uh, Facebook.com slash LIM Radio. And today we are talking about the thing, three languages of people. So before break, I was talking about style characteristics of the visual, auditory, and kinesthetic. Why? Because you got to know who you're talking to. Because if I can understand you a little bit better, and you can understand me a little bit better, doesn't it make sense we're in a position to have a better relationship? So let me give some di- differences so you can identify them. Uh, as far as gestures, you know, for the visual, visual stares a lot. They doodle, they rub their eyes, their eyes defocus. They gaze above the head to think or search for an answer because they process through their eyes, through pictures. Auditory people do the finger tapping, whistling, leans on hands, you know, puts their hands at the face, turns away to think or to find an answer, must hear sounds. You know, they might clicking pens and stuff. Now, kinesthetic are very touchy people, so they might pat their stomach, fidget, flushes deeply, relies on feelings for answer. You know, that, that gut feeling moves or rocks a lot. Now, for spacing. A visual person, distance must see whole person. 
So if you're standing, if you're standing with that person, you must be a little bit removed from them so they can see you clearly. They need to have a good picture of you. Uh, for the auditory, you want to be close enough to them so they can hear you. Uh, you don't need to be right in front of them. You can be off the side a little bit. And then the kinesthetic will place themselves as close as possible, usually close enough to put a hand on. Kinesthetics will touch you a lot, you know, pat you on the back, you know, kind of jab you a little bit. good friend of mine, uh, Jim Ashworth, who's part of Dr. Wu, used to get so mad at me because I'm kinesthetic and I'd always tap him, hit him on the arm or, or squeeze him or something. He said, stop it. He didn't like to be touched a lot. And I'm a very touchy person. Uh, emotionally, uh, uh, for the visual person, uh, they stare when angry, cries easily, beams when happy. Why? Because they process through those eyes. For an auditory, they blow up verbally, uh, but soon calms down, expresses feelings verbally. For a kinesthetic, we are the drama kings and queens. We slam, we pound, we pound, slam, get angry, we hug, jump for joy, we huff and we puff, and then it's all over. For a communication style, for visual, quiet, does not talk at length, impatient when extensive listening is required. Doesn't like talking on the phone. However, an auditory person enjoys listening but can't wait to talk. Is long and repetitive, likes hearing self, can read people by their voices. Uh, and then the kinesthetic, they make gestures when speaking. Quickly loses interest, tends to process with emotions, looking down a lot. Problem solving for visual, very deliberate, plans in advance, organized, uh, writes out thoughts. Uh, for an auditory, talks problems out, weighs pros and cons, learns by verbal instruction. For kinesthetic, they can get outrageous, attacks problem impulsively, learns by doing their hands-on people. For physiology, for visual, palms are pointing down, angular gestures, heads up. You know, it's like they're painting a picture with their hands. Uh, for the auditory, they touching, the stroking the face a lot, rhythmic movements. They got a flow, if you will. Now, for kinesthetic, their palms are up because it's an emotional plea. Uh, touch themselves a lot, self, other, sighing, you know, that thing. <sighs> For appearance, a visual is very neat, very meticulous. Everything's tailored. It all matches because it matters. They feel connected based on what they look like. Uh, for an auditory, matching is really not that important, uh, depending on uh, their, their mask or what they've been through in life, their, you know, where they're at. Uh, for a kinesthetic, we like to feel good. Matching is absolutely unimportant. If you ever saw me out when I'm not uh, on, uh, I'm in uh, cartoon scrubs and pajama pants that have cartoon figures on them. For memory, uh, visual people remembers faces, forgets names. They take a lot of notes. Uh, for the auditory person, remembers names, forgets faces, remembers by auditory repetition, saying it over and over. And kinesthetic remembers best what was done. Maybe not necessarily what was seen or said, but they remember the experience. And so six techniques real quick for building rapport. And by the way, uh, there's only so much I can cover on the radio. This is where if you come to my training, go to likeitmatters.net. I teach. I do intensive. I go deep in your heart and your soul. Uh, I, I help you recalibrate your thinking. I help you resuscitate your heart. And I help you uh, get back in touch with those dreams and passions from a long time ago. So six techniques for building rapport. Uh, number one, you've got to seek connection. You've got to desire connection. You've got to want to connect with that person. Humble yourself. Uh, forget about yourself for a moment and really invest in that other person. You got to really take a genuine interest in them. Find out who they are, where they come from, what are they excited about, what are they afraid of. Boy, you can get a lot of information in a very short period of time. 
And then the secondly, you want to reflect back on what you deserve. Notice these things. I just told you all these different uh, the different characteristics. And if you want me to send you this, just email me. Email me at like it, Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com. Mr. Black, M-R-B-L-A-C-K, at likeitmattersradio.com. I can send you over some of this stuff. I'd love to talk to you anyways. Okay, so be aware. The, the techniques we talked about involve mirroring a person's posture and movements. Remember, matching and mirroring, pacing and leading. If the person has legs crossed, wait a couple of seconds and then cross your legs. Maybe do the opposite. If they touch their face a lot, wait a to beat or two and do that. Maybe tip your head sideways because they're responding auditory. If they drum their fingers or taps the toe, wait, do something similar, not necessarily identical. The idea is to be a mirror, but a slow, imperfect one. If you mimic somebody, you will not establish rapport. You will do the opposite. You will turn someone off. Number three, pay attention the way they like to handle information. Are they a detail person? Or do they talk about the big picture? This is where it requires listening. You know, listening is one of the most uh, powerful forms of respect there is. You know, the Bible is pretty clear that women are called to, to respect their husbands. And women, why not love? Because men are called to love their wives like Christ loved the church. In other words, even when they're not lovable. But women are called to respect because to a man, respect is love. And one of the biggest ways we show someone respect is we listen to them. So pay attention. Are you aware of uh, what's going on? Number four, give them the benefit of the doubt. Believe that whatever they intend to convey is for good, even if the words and actions may not always seem to support that belief. Number five, treat the other person's resources with respect. Their time, their energy, their stories, their emotion, their money, they're important. Let them convey that message. And one, by paying attention to them, you convey that message. You let them know they're important. You let them know they matter. And number six, stay in the flow. Rapport is a process, not a state. You can fall in and out of rapport at times, but you can also get yourself back in that state of rapport whenever you want. So remember the connection process. First of all, you have to have a desire. You want to want to connect with them. Get off yourself and focus on them. Number two, pay attention. When you're talking to them, pay attention. What's going on? What are they saying? How are they saying it? Number three, identify the traits, qualities, communication style, predicates. These are all things, again, you're pouring yourself into another person. Number four, adapt. The most flexible element in a system is the most powerful. Be flexible. Remember, requisite variety. Adapt. Leaders adapt. You don't wait for other people to adapt. You adapt. And then five, integrate something. Acknowledge something they're doing. Build them up. Boy, if you can do those five things, you're going to have a better chance to communicate effectively what you choose to communicate. Now what I want to do is I want to give you some homework before we go. So let's pick someone, a difficult person, someone you've had problems with communicating or dealing with up until now. This must be someone you're going to communicate with in the next week. So what I want you to do is, first of all, begin with the end in mind. So before you ever meet with them, describe the outcome that you would like to achieve with that person before the end of the week. Be specific. What will it look like, sound like, feel like, date and time certain? How will you know when it's over? Number three, determine the communication modality of this person. Uh, Some of those things I gave you. How's their posture? Do they need to look at you when you talk to you? How do they gesture? Uh, How do they sit when they're talking? When they get angry, what they do? I gave you an entire list of ways to identify how someone's primary modality is. Is it auditory? Is it visual? Is it kinesthetic? 
Number four, how will you change your approach in order to achieve the outcome you desire? In other words, how are you going to match a model? How are you going to pace and lead? Where are you going to sit depending on where they are, uh, who, what, how they process? What's your posture going to be? How about your voice, your tone? What word, type of words you're going to use? The distance you're going to sit? This is planning. This is beginning with the end of mind. This is investing some time before you get there and when you are there. Number five, how will you know when you've reached your outcome? This is so important. What will it look like? What will it sound like? What will it feel like? How did you know it's over? How do you know this is done? What's it going to look like, sound like, feel like? you got to begin with the end in mind. Those are the five steps. And again, if you want any of this email to you, reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you anyways. Email me at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. Black at likeitmattersradio.com. And then number six, do this for me. After you do this, I would love a short report. Email it to me. Call me on the radio. Tell me what took place and share it with at least one other person because that truly makes it matter. So I am Mr. Black. Today we're talking about the three languages of people, visual, auditory, kinesthetic. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am helping you to be more hopeful about your future and reminding you, When you live your life like it matters, it does. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I liked things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. So I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I'd do the same things over and over. Until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Your resource for health and wellness is... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.